Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom. It's time for Rush Hour with Danny Burke, presented by Bet Rivers. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Rush Hour, presented by Bed Rivers. I'm Danny Burke, your host. As always, broadcasting live out of the Bed Rivers Sportsbook. Right here in Des Plaines, Illinois, all on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. And tonight, got an exciting game to look forward to. Game six between the Bucks and the Suns. And man, it could be a tough game for Chris Paul. If you haven't seen on Twitter, we'll get to that in a few moments as to why it could be a tough matchup for CP3. But to help us kind of get a little bit deeper into that, Nick Whalen, NBA editor over at Roto-Wire, he'll give us his thoughts, two cents, and much more on the game. Some bets and angles he's looking at. And honestly, you know, yesterday we looked over some of these props, so I want to throw them at him, too, and see if he's got any angles there. Because aside from just, you know, your basic spread, money line, and total, I want to get deeper and to see if he has any insight with the head-to-head matchups. You know, the Giannis against Evan Booker, Chris Paul against Chris Middleton, all that kind of stuff that we touched on yesterday. We'll also throw those uh, Knicks ways, so we'll see if he's got any thoughts on those plays. Later on the show, we'll talk some more NFL. Eric Adholm, Yahoo Sports, Chicago native as well. We'll talk NFC North, NFC West. Now that Cam Akers running back, the Los Angeles Rams has a torn Achilles. We'll see what the Rams can do in that position. And we'll talk a little bit of the NFC East because he predicted that the Cowboys were going to be featured on Hard Knocks. He nailed that one, so I want to get his overall thoughts on the Cowboys, NFCs, and a lot more surrounding the gridiron. In between, naturally, we'll talk some baseball. I got one play on the diamond tonight, and then a couple when it comes to Game 6. And speaking of which, let's go ahead and get you squared away where that line currently is residing at. Four and a half now, still in favor, of course, of Milwaukee at home. Total, we're seeing at about 222, and that was the first initial movement we saw was regarding the total. 223, now down to 222, and it's shaded actually to the under. Yesterday it was shaded to the over, but the under now is minus 112. The over, minus 109. Minus $2 for Milwaukee on the money line at Bet Rivers, plus 160 on the buyback for Phoenix. Now I talked about how this could be a matchup specifically for Chris Paul, and if you haven't seen it, the reason is that Scott Foster is going to be officiating this game. And you may not think twice about it, but when you look back at how Chris Paul has performed against Scott Foster, the last 12 games that Scott Foster has been the referee in a playoff game, excuse me, for a playoff game against CP3, straight up, Chris Paul is 0-12 against the spread. 
He is 0-12 when Scott Foster is officiating. He hasn't won a playoff game since 2013 when the Clippers beat the Grizzlies. That was the last time Chris Paul won a playoff game when Scott uh, when Scott Foster was officiating it. So since then, 0-12 straight up, 0-12 ATS. Look, it, usually you wouldn't really factor that in, right? Especially in an elimination game like, like this. But it's so insurmountable. I mean, 0-12 that you almost have to acknowledge it. Now, I'm not saying... That's a sole purpose to wanting to bet Milwaukee here. But if you were kind of teetering the line of maybe pulling the trigger on Milwaukee, maybe not, that could be something that could still push you in that direction. But if you were listening yesterday, still the route that I would take for this game. Now, I was talking about this when it was at five in favor of Milwaukee, and certainly four and a half is a little bit more generous. But still, I still have the same strategy. Aside from the bets that I'm doing pre-flop, which we'll get into later in the show, to me, I think that Phoenix keeps this close for a majority of this game, but we're going to kind of see it unfold like we did in Game 4, where Milwaukee starts to come alive toward the end of the third quarter, start of the fourth quarter, and you can get a better number on this Bucks team. Heck, you can maybe even get them in the underdog role, but I do think that Milwaukee pulls this one out. I'm just going to wait for a better line, and if it's looking like Phoenix has control of it, then fine, I'll stay away from it if all the momentum looks to be going toward the Suns. But again, instead of just laying the 4.5 right here like seems the rest of the world is doing, especially now with the stat of Scott Foster being the ref and he's 0-12 straight up and ATS is Chris Paul. I'm going to just be a little bit patient with this, and I think it's going to be the same type of flow that we saw in Game 4. So that's what I think is probably the best route instead of laying the 4.5 and, and having to deal with all the craziness at the end of basketball games that we always see with free throws, fouling, turnovers, chucking up threes at the end. Whatever it may be, that's what I'm going to wait to do just to hope and see if we can get a better number with Milwaukee. And, of course, that may not always be the case. It could look like you could get a better number with Phoenix and jump in then. But for me, when it comes to live betting, especially with home teams in basketball, I think that's where you get a better feel as opposed to the road team because you get the momentum of the crowd. You get a better feel of where the rhythm of this game is going to be going. And I think that's been evident this series. And, again, I keep throwing it back to game four, but I think that was a perfect example. And that's kind of how I'm looking for this one to flow for game six tonight. But once again, Milwaukee lane four and a half total down to 222. Opener was at about 223, so decent movement on the under. Once again, the show is Rush Hour, presented by Bet Rivers. I'm Danny Burke, your host, broadcasting live out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook here on a Tuesday evening, getting you geared up for Game 6 of the NBA Finals. Was just letting everybody know the stat that pretty much everybody's talking about on Twitter right now. Chris Paul is 0-12 straight up and ATS. The last 12 playoff games that were officiated by Scott Foster, and he will be the official tonight. And again, Milwaukee minus 4.5. They're also laying $2 on the money line, plus 160, though. You think Phoenix still overcomes it, and 222 is where the total is at. The under getting some sharp attention, opened at about 223. Now, just to go over some of these other bets, if you wanted to delve in a little bit deeper, the series price that, that it's been updated after what we saw in Game 5, the Bucks at Bet Rivers, a $4 favorite. The Suns, plus 320 to win it. Now, the Suns to win this one in 7 Plus 320 as well. Similar bet, obviously, right in the same realm. Bucks to win in six, minus 225. Bucks to win in seven, plus 460. If you think that the Bucks dropped this one but still can pull it off, that's your best value there in terms of just the straight-up odds. But, of course, if you don't want to bet the series price but think the Bucks win tonight, don't do the Bucks to win in six. Just take them on the money line, minus $2 instead of minus 225. You're still looking to get involved in finals MVP while you're laying a steep price with Giannis Antetokounmpo minus 435 to become the next finals MVP. Chris Paul, Devin Booker, they're sitting at 7-1. And Chris Middleton, who's had somewhat of a compelling case these last two games, he's at 20-1, but let's not be foolish. If the Bucks win tonight or even in Game 7, it's probably, well, especially tonight, it's going to be Giannis, but we'll see what Chris Middleton does if it were to make it to a Game 7. But it's going to be Giannis with the finals MVP trophy. So don't be fooled. Don't, you know, take the slight risk with Middleton, in my opinion. And I'm not saying to go lay the minus 435 with Giannis, but again, I do think he is going to be the finals MVP. I mean, honestly, look, you know, he's just been so controlling and dominant that he's made DeAndre Ayton look foolish a lot of times. I know there's only so much you can do against Giannis, but Ayton was a guy who's been so really such a top player for the Suns team throughout the postseason. Now he's going up against actually a dominant top-tier big and player in the league. And you're seeing what he can do. And that's why we were looking at some of these bets where it was, hey, Giannis versus Devin Booker. Giannis is minus 139 to score more than Devin Booker, who's plus 110. 
And Giannis, look, he had the two 40-point-plus game performances, and after that you could be like, oh, well, he hasn't been as dominant when it comes to points production. But when you look at the deeper stats, yes, he has. He's been doing the same thing consistently. It's just we're so accustomed to Giannis being such a force and, and really just putting up those constant numbers that we're comfortable with it, right? I mean, we have to take a step back and realize what he's truly been doing is remarkable, and he's been doing it on such a consistent basis that he is and will be the rightful finals MVP at minus 435. Now, in terms of him against Booker, that's not to say that I'm going to bet him because we've seen Booker outscore him in three out of the five games thus far, and the plus money when it's virtually a coin flip, in my opinion, between these two players I think you'd go with the plus money, but that's not what I'm going to be opting into playing. And like I said, we'll get Nick Whalen on the horn in just a few moments, and we'll not only talk about that, we got head-to-head matchups with Chris Middleton and Chris Paul, Drew Holiday, DeAndre Ayton, and Mikael Bridges and Brooke Lopez. We'll see if Nick has any strong leans one way or the other on those groups that head-to-head matchup props. And like I said, later in the show, in about 25 minutes or so, I'll be going over some of my props and a bet that, you know, it's more so of a strong lean and it's just something to be aware of and one that we could kind of go in at halftime potentially in bed and we don't have to do right now because, you know, we get the advantage of understanding the flow of the game and where the momentum's going. I think this bet, which we discussed for game four, could be really just a viable option tonight if you're looking to go a little bit outside of the box and something different that you typically don't tap into. But again, the strategy I'm going to be doing, waiting a little bit and probably seeing who has the best in-game angle. And to me, it'll probably be the Bucks at some point. It's just a matter of when. Well, let's go out to Milwaukee to talk about this game tonight. And that's with Bucks fan Nick Whalen, who's the NBA editor over at Rotowire. He has to be ecstatic for tonight. So, Nick, we appreciate you taking some time. How are you feeling about your Bucks tonight? Line is dipped to four and a half, total at 222. Does Milwaukee bring it home this evening? Hey, thanks for having me back, Danny, man. It's, it's been crazy down here. I'm actually in downtown right now. Um, there's people everywhere. There's the most amount of cars that I've ever seen in this area. It is completely <laughs> buzzing, man. I, I can't believe the amount of optimism that Bucks fans have uh, given the history of Wisconsin sports and the history of the Milwaukee Bucks. I, I'm approaching this game with extreme caution. Of course, I hope that the Milwaukee Bucks win. Uh, as always, I'm expecting the worst. But I, I think a lot of people were encouraged by what we saw in Game 5. I mean, you and I have talked all season and all playoffs. Every time we're asked about the Bucks, I always say, you know, this team is just not very resilient. They're, they're a front runner. You know, when they get down, they, they don't necessarily have the horses to come back. They completely proved me wrong in Game 5, and I, I think people are feeling good about tonight. Yeah, you're right, and we're obviously so excited for you. I mean, I did the same thing in 2016 with the Cubs in the World Series, made my way back down from Lincoln when I was in college, coming down to Wrigleyville to watch the game. It's such just an electric environment, and obviously you have the same similar type of feeling there in Milwaukee with that big championship drought, and you're right. I mean, you almost have to go into it with a pessimistic feeling being a fan, so uh, hopefully you have some happiness at the end of the night, my friend. But in terms of betting this game, though, I mean, you talk about it. Like, this Milwaukee team, you and I thought the same thing. If they go down, they didn't have enough offensive talent some spots prior to come back and take the lead or, or just win it outright. But that hasn't been the case in this series specifically. So, again, now that we see this at four and a half, do you think that almost the best opportunity would be to wait for an in-game and get a better number on Milwaukee? Or do you think that they're capable of giving you enough comfort to lay it pre-flop? I, I think I'm waiting till in-game. And I, I don't even know that I'm going to approach that spread at all um, until we get a feel for how this game goes. You know, I, I think we're going to know pretty early on um, you know, how, how that crowd is helping out Milwaukee, you know, whether Drew Holiday can play like he did in Game 5. You know, he's gotten off to some really rough starts uh, throughout the playoffs. That was not the case at all in Game 5. And when, when he's playing like he did in that game, it's a completely different ball game for Milwaukee. I, I'm almost more interested in the total, which last I saw was at 222. I, I know that's 20 points lower than Game 5 finish, but when you start to dig into some of the numbers from Game 5, I mean, Milwaukee shooting 58%. From the field, um, Phoenix, I think, was at like 55%. You know, they were at 68% from three. Um, just wild efficiency numbers. There was one point, Danny, uh, in, in I believe the second quarter, maybe the early third quarter, where the teams were trading buckets and 13 straight possessions uh, we had a score, which for, you know, a, a high-stakes NBA Finals game is, is absolutely insane. And, and if you watch the game, it makes sense. You know, it, it felt like Devin Booker and Chris Middleton went like two straight quarters without missing a single shot. I think that comes back down. Um, if you look at the pace from game five, it was only at 91 and a half. I mean, that's lower than the pace for the series. So it's so rare that you have a game played, you know, 123 to 119 with that kind of pace. I mean, it just speaks more to the shot making. So I, I think we see something more similar to what we've seen from these teams, not only in this series, but throughout the playoffs. 
Um, so if, if you're not really comfortable approaching that spread or you don't even love the money line, I, I, I feel pretty good about going under on that total. Yeah, and that's where it's moved. I mean, 223 was the opener. Now we're seeing it at 222. And naturally, the public's expecting a higher scoring game because what we saw in Game 5. But especially in in the factor of it being an elimination game, typically we see that being right. lower scoring. Tighter playing, tighter exactly. defense all around. So, yeah, I'm probably the same th thought process of you. 222, again, is where we're seeing it now. Still not too bad, just a point off. But typically that's what we see. About 58% to the unders hit in Game 6 is in Game 7. Now, Nick, before we let you go here, because we'll let you go have your fun, but I wanted to ask you about a couple head-to-head matchups here. Speaking of Giannis, if you want to bet either him or Devin Booker, who's going to score more? Giannis is minus 139 to do so. Booker is plus 110. Now, Booker has outscored him in three out of five games this series, and to me, when you're getting two players like this, it's virtually a coin flip, so I'm not going to bet it, but do you almost take the plus money because it's almost a coin flip, or do you expect a huge game out of Giannis tonight? To me, this one comes down to which version of Chris Paul we get. If it's the more passive Chris Paul from games four and five, then I think we maybe see another game where Devin Booker has to put up 33 shots like he did in game five. And if he's taken 30-plus shots, there's a pretty good chance that he's going to have 35 to 40, maybe even more uh, points in this game and probably outscore Giannis. If Chris Paul kind of wakes up and is more aggressive and then takes more than 15 shots um, and looks more like the Chris Paul from the first few games of the series, you know, then I think we see a little bit more evenly distributed offense for the Phoenix Suns, where Devin Booker doesn't have to take that many shots, and, and naturally his scoring total comes in a bit lower. I mean, I know there's not a lot of value here. I, I think if I had to go one way or the other, I, I would bet Giannis just because it comes so easily for him. You know, I, the shot making for Booker has been off the charts throughout these playoffs and throughout the finals, but it's just not sustainable. You know, I'm sure you've been watching these games as closely as I have. I mean, the amount of Drew Holiday hand in your face, fading away mid-range jumpers, that he's hit game after game. Like at some point you have to think that's going to come around. I mean, he's, he's scoring like the most difficult 40 points that you could possibly get to. He's not hitting a ton of threes. He hasn't been getting to the line a ton these last few games. Whereas with Giannis, you know, you get to the end of the third quarter and you kind of feel like he's been a little quiet. And then you look at the box score and he's got 29 points, 12 rebounds, six assists. Um, it, it just comes a lot, a lot easier to Giannis. So I, I feel like we're, whereas Booker has to, you know, really go all out to get to those 35, 40 point totals. You know, Giannis can kind of cruise there, and in a game like this where the NBA title is, is legitimately on the line for the Bucks, I think we see a more aggressive Giannis. You know, only 23 shot attempts last game in 41 minutes. I, I think he inches closer to, to 30 shot attempts, even if that means he's going to the line. And even if he's missing a lot of those free throws, if he's getting to the line 16 or 17 times and he's only hitting 50%, that's still eight or nine free points you're tacking onto that total. Now, Nick, you mentioned Chris Paul and what kind of CP3 are we going to get tonight for a head-to-head -head between him and Chris Middleton. Middleton, the big favorite here, minus 180. Chris Paul is plus 140. Despite what we see out of Chris Paul, do you think that still Chris Middleton is going to outscore him and it would potentially be worth laying upwards to minus 180? You know, I think the number makes sense. Uh, obviously, I, I think more often than not, you know, if you play this game 10 times or 100 times, you know, Chris Middleton's going to outscore Chris Paul more often, but I feel like a lot of people are expecting, you know, another Chris Paul fold or, or something tragic to happen to Chris Paul, you know, as we've seen over and over uh, to end his playoff runs. I, I kind of think the opposite happens. I, I don't know that Phoenix necessarily wins this game, but I don't think Chris Paul goes out with a whimper. You know, unless he's truly injured and, and something happens to him in this game, I think he's going to be aggressive. I think he probably realizes this is my last true shot uh, to, to finally tack on a ring, you know, to my legacy. And, you know, I, I just don't see him letting that slip through. You know, he's been weirdly passive these last two games. But efficiency-wise, in Game 5, he was great. He was 3 of 3 from deep, had a really nice blow-by bucket that kept the Suns in the game on Pat Connaughton late in the fourth. I, I think he comes out more aggressively and looks more like the CP we saw in Games 1 and 2. And then finally, how about Drew Holiday versus DeAndre Ayton? Ayton's kind of been a volatile player this series, but he was so consistent before going up against the Bucks, but that just happens when you go up against Giannis, I suppose. And then Drew Holiday is also volatile. He can be absolutely lights out from beyond the arc and just rack up 20-plus. But again, his sole purpose is to focus defensively on Booker. But Holiday minus 167, Aiton plus 131. Who do you think scores more between those two? Man, I mean, you said Aiton's been volatile. I think Drew Holiday has been as well. And, and this number feels like a little bit of recency bias as two very loud motorcycles go past me on the street here. I, I think I think it's DeAndre Ayton. I mean, the argument that I made for Giannis where his scoring comes a little bit easier, I think the same could be said for Ayton. You know, he's not that aggressive. Oftentimes he relies on Paul and Booker to set him up 
to get his baskets. But he's another guy where it feels like he can kind of float through games, and all of a sudden he's got 20 and 11 at the end of the night. And, and Drew Holiday, you know, played really, really well. Probably the best game of his career, given the stakes in Game Five. But man, he was hitting every shot that he has not been making throughout this entire postseason. And I can tell you from a lot of the Bucks people that I've talked to uh, over these last couple of days, there, there's a lot of concern over whether Drew Holiday can replicate that kind of performance. So, you know, based on what we've seen from Drew so far, I, I'm inclined to believe that a decline might be coming tonight. Nick, thanks for all your help and analysis this whole season leading up to tonight. If this is the last time we speak for a little bit, always appreciate it. Enjoy the game and enjoy the atmosphere, my friend, and take care. Hey, selfishly, hopefully this is the last time we talk for a while, but <laughs> looking, forward to, uh, looking forward to analyzing the offseason if nothing else. Yes, sir, no doubt. Nick Whalen, ladies and gentlemen, at Whalen on Twitter. Instead of the L, he's got the one in the username, and you can catch his work over at Rotowire, where he serves as the NBA editor down there on the ground in Milwaukee. Excited for Game 6. Could be a lot of fun for Nick tonight, or we could see it extended to 7. But, again, you know, I agree with him in terms of the total, and, and that's typically what we do see in Game 6s and Game 7s. Josh Applebaum, Vicent's betting reporter, did a great job in the Daily Newsletter today kind of alluding to that and expanding on it, is that in those Game 6s and Game 7s, you know, typically elimination games, most popular ones, 58% of the time you're going to get an under once it gets to there because you're playing so much more closely and kind of more timid and just more tight defensively that it's going to stay under a lot of the time. So 223 is where it opened, now down to 222. I personally didn't get involved with anything with the total but would only play under, if anything, in a game like this. And, yes, again, that pace was incredible in the sense of going back and back and back and Chris Middleton and Devin Booker, as Nick was just talking about, making shot after shot, even though relatively though the place was lower than the series. But that was just kind of an anomaly. So assume that it probably settles a bit down today or tonight, rather. And, again, the Sharps have hit it now down to 222. And that spread at 4.5, him and I are on the same page here in terms of, if anything, look for an in-game opportunity. 4.5 could be a little bit dicey here because, again, I mean, the Suns, they're on the brink of elimination here. Chris Paul could be his last trip to the finals. They're obviously going to give it everything they got, even till the last second. So that could be so hectic, trying to sweat out a four-and-a-half spread in what's been such a crazy series, especially these last couple of games. So to me, I think you wait, feel it out a little bit. Even if the Suns get out to a hot start in the second half, wait till it gets a little bit closer then. The Bucks will slowly start pulling it together more than likely in the second half. You get them probably as a slight dog if that's the case, or even just as a slight favorite. But I think that's the better option as opposed to laying the four and a half right now, or minus $2 on the money line. I know even at some spots it's about minus 190, but if you just keep an eye on that live in-game market, you're sure to get a better number unless the Bucks just come shooting out of the cannon and there's no hope for Phoenix all the way throughout, which wouldn't be the craziest thing, I suppose, but realistically, you'll probably get a chance here or there to get a better number on Milwaukee. All right, well, we'll revisit some basketball talk in about 15 minutes. I got a couple of props that I like for tonight. And in terms of just a third quarter bet, which we talked about for Game 4, I kind of want to bring that back up again because it's been a solid trend that hit once again in Game 5. But because we're of the notion that it could be a lower-scoring game, could that be a viable option for this matchup? Well, we'll let you know. But coming up next, we do have some baseball discussion, a few games with the Chicago teams to preview. And how about at Coors Field? Marquez has been an absolute beast, as have the Rockies at home. I got a bet in that game. So I'll let you know what that is. Stick around. Plus, we got some NFL talk with Eric at home. We'll talk NFC North, talk the NFC West and NFC East. All of that and more. Stick around here on Rush Hour on a Tuesday evening. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. 
Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is kid-safe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to do That's my, my dance, <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Get the most out of all odds with Bet Rivers. Daily hometown discounts on boosts on all of your favorite teams, only at your hometown sportsbook. And to make your experience even more rewarding, remember that Bet Rivers offers the most live streams of major sports, instant payouts, and only one time playthrough. Offer valid in Illinois only, must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Not valid for any participant of the Illinois Gaming Board statewide voluntary self exclusion program. Daily hometown discounts. Check them out. BetRivers.com. All righty, it is Rush Hour here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Danny Burke, your host, live out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook. The crowd is packing the place up, getting ready for game six, baby, as are we here tonight. More plays coming in the next segment, but we still have plenty of baseball action as well, so let's kind of get into that slate tonight with a few games that we'll preview, and we'll start out in Coors Field. The Rockies taking on the Mariners. And look, we talked about it last week, looking into the start of the second half of the season. The Rockies have been one of the best, if not, Teams at home really to bet. I mean, I think, think there were plus 20 units uh, when you look at betting them at home in the first half. And you get a pitcher like Herman Marquez, and he has been a beast at Coors despite the tough playing conditions. Now, when we look at the odds, Colorado opened up minus 165. The Sharps are loving them. Now they're up to minus 190. Plus 155 is where we saw Seattle. They're up to plus 163 at Bet Rivers. Total open about 10.5. That one's up to 11. Now, Marco Gonzalez is going to be taking the bump for the Mariners. The Southpaws had not the best year, 1-5, 5.88 ERA with a 5.05 XFIP and a whip of 1.47, or 1.46, excuse me. And the aforementioned Marquez, uh, he's 8-6 with a 3.36 ERA, 
3.48 xFIP and a 1.14 whip. Great numbers, especially pitching at Coors Field for a majority of your games. Now, how have the Rockies fared against lefties this season? Well, they're hitting 749 OPS. That's compared to 682 against righties. Like we talked about the success for the Rockies at home, specifically at Coors, you're going to have a higher OPS, but it's pretty big difference here. 797 OPS at home compared to 585 on the road. Now, when you look at Marquez, he went up against Seattle one time this year when eight innings pitched, allowed two hits, one earned run, and seven Ks, and Gonzalez has not gone up against the Rockies yet. Now, instead of looking at the full game, I'm going to be doing a bet in the first five because the Rockies' bullpen is abysmal, and anything can happen at Coors Field offensively. We know that. But I have enough faith in Marquez and little faith in Gonzalez that I would give the advantage toward Colorado. They're over $2 on the money line for the first five, and I didn't want to lay that. So instead, I went with a bet that was virtually a spread of a half run. Same thing, it's lead after five innings, and that's in favor of the Rockies, and I got about minus 137. Now, when you look at the first five, at home, um, the Rockies 28, 13, and 10, over $1,600 they would make you at home for the first five. 11, 7, and 1 with Marquez pitching in first five overall this year, but he's 9, 2, and 1 at home on the first five is Marquez. Mariners, they're 19, 21, and 4 on the road for the first five, still profitable because they were typically a dog, I would imagine, in all those spots for the most part. They made you over 680 bucks on the road, but Gonzalez 2-7-2 on the first five overall this season, 0-3-1 on the road. So again, I laid virtually a half run with the Rockies in the first five, minus 137 at Bet Rivers. It's called just a lead after the first five innings, and I think the Rockies will have that with Marquez on the bump. So that's a bet I'm looking forward to tonight with the Rockies and the Mariners. Now, in terms of some other games to look forward to this evening, let's talk White Sox and Twins. They split a thrilling couple of games last night in the doubleheader. Now, you're getting Bailey Ober and Dallas Keuchel, and naturally you would think to maybe look toward the side of the White Sox, but they open 170. They're down to minus 143. Ober had a solid outing his last game against the White Sox, given no earned runs. His debut in his career was against the White Sox. He gave up five and four respectively in his first two starts, but again in his third, didn't give up any. Keuchel in two games versus Minnesota. He's gone 12.2 innings pitch, allowed 15 hits, nine earned runs, two home runs, seven Ks, the one game the Sox won 13-8, and the next was 16 So it's always been a high-scoring game when Keuchel's gone up against the Twins. But again, he probably didn't warrant them to be a minus-170 favorite. So I'm going to stay away from this one. This series has been very tricky. So uh, could maybe be a money situation with the Twins. Keuchel's had his moments. He's also struggling some. But to me, this would be either or play or stay away. Then finally, the Cubs and the Cardinals. Cubs, as we know, are going on the road. Erickson and I were talking about that yesterday. Cardinals got the dub 8-3. Oviedo's taking the bump for St. Louis tonight. He is 0-5. Trevor Williams with the Cubs 3-2. He has Chicago minus 105 and St. Louis minus 112. But the Cardinals have been hotter heading into the second half. And again, Chicago struggling on the road. This one's tough because Oviedo's been pretty abysmal, but so has the Cubs in its entirety. So this one I'll stay away from. But again, the one we are rolling with, Rockies, to lead after the first five innings, minus 137. That's what we got on the diamond tonight. Let me tell you what we got for game six of the NBA Finals. Stick around. We'll talk about that next here on Rush Hour. football betting guys are coming soon and there is no better way to prepare for the college and pro football seasons our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings plus the best bets on season win totals division finishes and player awards each guide is only 20 bucks and discounts are available when you buy both so now is the time to reserve your copy or sign up for VEASAN All Access and get everything we offer for the entire football season Sign up now, it's easy. Just check it out at vsin.com slash subscribe. Once again, vsin.com slash subscribe. 
Alrighty, back at it here on Rush Hour on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Danny Burke, your host, live out of the Bet River Sportsbook here in Des Plaines, Illinois, getting you ready for Game 6 of the NBA Finals. Maybe the last time we talk about this NBA season for quite some time. Someone who's back, Chris Paul and the Suns, to win this series, I hope not. But hey, the Bucks have all the momentum. So again, this line is at 4.5 in favor of Milwaukee. The Suns getting a little bit of attention, actually, because it opened at 5, was there yesterday. Now we're seeing it tick down to four and a half. Money line has the Bucks laying two dollars. The Suns plus one sixty, and the total now, when we were just talking, was two twenty-two. Now it's down to two twenty-one actually. So again, remember that opened at two twenty-three, immediately got bet down. Now it's all the way down two points to two twenty-one at Bet Rivers. Game six is in game seven, fifty-eight percent clip when it comes to betting the under typically. So it makes sense that that's the direction it's heading. But I'm staying away from all of that. Like I've stressed, the only thing I would do is in-game and look for an opportunity maybe to go on Milwaukee. But as for bets that I have pulled the trigger on and I'm going to be sweating out tonight, let's start with Chris Middleton. Three-point field goals made for Middleton. Number set at 2.5. The over is minus 148. The under plus 115. I'm playing the over here, and I found a minus 140 a little bit earlier in the day. But the reason I'm doing that is because, look, Middleton's gone over 2.5 in four out of five games this series. 14 out of 22 this postseason. In this series, he's averaging about three three-point field goals made on 8.2 attempts this series, 35% from beyond the arc. Now, this postseason, 38% of his shots are coming from three, and that's compared to 33% during the regular season. So really, the amount of attempts from deep have come aplenty in this postseason as compared to the regular season for Middleton. And then when you look at the Suns, their opponents are getting about 37% of their shots up from three this postseason compared to 34% during the regular season. So again, a lot more attempts have come during the playoffs. Middleton certainly playing a factor in that regard. And he's gone over it in four out of five games. Yes, he's going to make us sweat it out and probably end up with three if he goes over it. But he's getting a lot of good looks there. He's been consistent. And I played Chris Middleton over two and a half, three-point field goals made at minus 140. Would still play it upwards to minus 148. If it gets to about minus 150 or above, maybe a little bit more hesitant but would still play it at minus 148 for Middleton. Over two and a half, three-point field goals made. Now let's go to the other side, talk about CP3, Chris Paul. Man, he's been the topic of conversation in so many of these games, considering that, is he healthy? Is he injured? What's the deal? Why is he being timid? Why isn't he the Chris Paul we saw in game one and game two, and even in game three? But for me, I think that maybe he's just struggling this series and could be a little bit banged up. I know he's on the brink of elimination, and this could be the last time it is chance to win the NBA Finals and that I have bets on him to win Finals MVP. But I'm looking to fade him a little bit tonight. Not in the sense that he's going to have a bad game, but because of where this number's posted for his points, rebounds, and assists. 35.5 is the number at Bet Rivers. The over is minus 107. The under is a slight favorite at minus 120. Now this series, Chris Paul is averaging 21 points per game, 8.8 assists per game, along with 2.8 rebounds per game. He's been held under 35.5 points, rebounds, and assists in four out of five games this series, plus 13 out of 19 games this entire postseason as he remained under 35.5 points, rebounds, and assists. The thing that's kind of holding him back a little bit too naturally is he's not a big rebounder. We know that, so that's going to be hit or miss. And, you know, his assists, he, again, he's averaging about eight. His points, 21, but, you know, you've seen him slack from time to time. So if he's not getting at least 24-plus in terms of his points, to me, he's not going to come that close because of the lack of rebounds. So, you know, if we're assuming he's probably going to stay anywhere around that 19 to 22, 23-point range, probably rack up 8 to 10 assists, then I think he stays under this mark at 35.5. As much as I hate to fade CP3, that's been the viable betting trend to do in this series when it comes to at least 35.5 points, rebounds, and assists. And I'm going to be doing the same tonight. Played it at minus 120, under 35.5 points, rebounds, and assists for Chris Paul. Now, those are the plays that I did have officially, okay? And this next couple of plays that we're going to be looking over, we talked about this for game four, and I just wanted to point it out again because the trends have been just very profitable naturally. And this goes with the total points in the third quarter. 56 is still the number that remains at Bet Rivers. Minus 117 is what I saw earlier. I think it might have got bet up a little bit to minus 120. Nevertheless, this is a bet that has gone over 56 in every single game except, you guessed it, the one game we bet it over, and that was game four. Game one in the third quarter, 62 total points. Game two in the third quarter, 65 total. Game three had 69 total points. Game four, 54. 
game five. They bounce back and drop 65 in the third quarter. Now, it would be easy to say that because of those trends, you would go over it once again. But the thing that is kind of making me a little bit leery about wanting to go over 56 here is because what we said about the whole total for this game. It opened 223. Now we're seeing it down to 221. Could be a tighter played game, lower scoring, more defense because of the elimination factor, right? I mean, you're just everything's just more just controlling, and that's what we see in pretty much every sport, but especially in basketball. Again, game six, game seven, the unders hit at 58%. Josh Applebaum had that great write-up in the Daily Newsletter. Check it out at vcin.com slash subscribe if you hadn't with the rest of his thoughts on the game. But a good point there. So that's kind of the reason I'm a little bit more timid to want to bet that over. And you could also bet it at halftime too, right? So it's not to say that I won't. Probably see how the rhythm's going. But still, something to keep an eye out for. It has gone over it four out of five of the games. And another one that we did bet that did hit was the Suns team total in the third quarter over 27 and a half. This is a bet that you got to do a little soul searching for. But if you find it, the Suns have gone over that in every single game this series. They're averaging 31.4 points per game in the third quarter this series. So if you have a little bit more faith and at least the Suns go over it, that could be a viable option as well. But for the total points in the third quarter between the two teams, over 56 has hit in every single game except for one. The two teams are averaging 63 combined points in the third quarter this series. So I'm going to wait for that one a little bit, see how the momentum and rhythm is looking. But again, as for the plays we are going with tonight, in terms of baseball, if you missed it last segment, we're going with the Rockies on the first five, laying a half run, minus 137. And for the NBA tonight, Chris Middleton, over two and a half, three-point field goals made at minus 140. Then CP3, under 35 and a half points, rebounds, and assists at minus 120 for game six of the NBA Finals. As always, best of luck if you tail with any of those wagers. But stick around here. We still got more wagers to get to with some NFL talk. Eric Edholm of Yahoo Sports is going to be giving us an upcoming NFL season preview. We'll see who's going to be starting quarterback for the Packers and the Bears and more division. Coming up next, right here on VEASAN Esports Betting Network. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my dance, <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex-
National Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Does sleeping hot keep you up at night? Meet the Lisa Chill Collection. These cooling mattresses work like magic with a cool-to-the-touch cover, zoned springs, and comfy foam layers. Say goodbye to restless nights and wake up refreshed. Lisa's Chill Mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers that whisk away heat, so you always sleep just right. These hybrids blend up to 1,032 breathable springs and plush foams for the ultimate cooling and comfort. And the Chill Collection doesn't just feel great, it looks great too with thoughtful design and pillowy quilt tops. No matter your budget, Lisa has a chill mattress for you. For a limited time, save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash iHeart. With Lisa, your purchase has purpose. Every year, Lisa donates thousands of mattresses to those in need. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. If you're looking for a hot tip to bet on, Bet Rivers Sportsbook has you covered every single day. Just go to the Bet Rivers app or betrivers.com. Find the game you want to bet on by tapping tips, and you'll get instant research for the upcoming matchup. You can try it out for baseball, soccer, tennis, and a variety of other sports. And remember to make your experience even more rewarding. Bet Rivers offers the most live streams of major sports, instant payouts, and only one time playthrough. Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. Offer valid in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Available at PlaySugarHouse.com. New Jersey must be 21. Gambling problem, Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Colorado, 1-800-522-4700. Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Once you play, 532-3500 in Virginia and Iowa. Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Wrapping up the Tuesday edition of Rush Hour here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Danny Burke, your host, live out of the Bet River Sportsbook just outside of the Chicago land area. And a man who's also in the similar area, Eric at home over at Yahoo Sports, does great work covering the NFL. Eric, we appreciate you taking some time. A fascinating season to look forward to, specifically for us here in the Midwest with the NFC North. So right off the bat, I got to ask you, is Aaron Rodgers going to be suiting up week one for the Green Bay Packers, or will we see someone else? Yeah, I mean, this is the, the big mystery of the offseason, obviously, and, uh, you know, it's it, it felt for, well, since draft day, really. That's when the news originally broke, although there had been whispers before that, but it, you know, it, it certainly felt like Rodgers wasn't playing around, and we've heard the news now, the update, this really isn't about money. I mean, that Similar reports came out in May, and, and so you have to ask yourself, how, how does Rodgers solve this problem? Does he just stay away for a whole year, give up you know, his, his 2021 salary? It's a bold move if he's truly not about money. Okay, <laughs> that's, that's one way to sort of make that known. Um, it did feel like you know, th- this, this update on his situation today or whatever was, was almost forced from somebody in his camp. I doubt it came directly from him, but I mean, you know, nothing's really changed, right? This is kind of an old note here, and we're, you know, eight, ten days from training camp, at least as far as when the Packers report. So, you know, I don't know if this is a way for them to kind of put the spurs to the Packers a little bit and try to force a trade or something, or if they really kind of know down deep that our best bet is to report, play this year, grin and bear it, and then make it be known that you have to trade me in the offseason. No matter what we do, whether we win the Super Bowl, whether we go you know, 0-17, whatever it may be, uh, this is going to be the last hurrah. That's my best guess as to what could happen uh, coming up here. Okay, yeah, and as we look at these odds, the Packers are still the favorite, minus 143. Then comes Minnesota at plus 250, Chicago plus 375, and Detroit at the bottom at 20 to 1. Now, speaking of Chicago, they've got a little bit of an interesting quarterback situation themselves as into when is Justin Fields going to be implemented. Now, the odds for the week 1 starting quarterback, Dalton is the big favorite, minus 500. Fields is 3 to 1, Foles is 25 to 1. 
Do you believe that Dalton is going to be the week one starter? And if so, how long is it going to take until we see Justin Fields being the starting quarterback? Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously a lot depends on, on how Dalton plays and, and obviously how uh, Fields plays as well. But, you know, Matt Nagy's made it clear. He said, you know, basically, barring disaster, barring a, an injury to Dalton, Dalton's going to be the starter week one. But we've seen this sort of thing play out in the past where plans change pretty quickly, right? Remember Tom Savage, week one starter for the mm-hmm. Texans when Sean Watson was a rookie, you know? Remember... Uh, who the Chargers' starting quarterback was last year, week one. It wasn't Justin Herbert. It was Tyrod Taylor. It took a a punctured lung to get him out of the lineup. So, you know, obviously looking back, both decisions to start the veteran week one didn't didn't really, you know, we we should have seen, okay, this is a better talent. Let's go with the rookie from the start. Uh, You know, the coaches were sort of forced to make those decisions. Savage's poor play, Tyrod's injury. You know, I can remember, you know, Luke McCown starting for, I think, a game or a game and a half before Blaine Gabbert took over. A little different there because he never panned out. But, you know, sometimes these guys are just ready. And the coaches are almost in denial about the fact that they don't want to rush them into the lineup, that sort of thing. We're going to see fields at some point pretty early in the season. I don't know if it's halftime of week one. I don't know if it's, you know after the, the Bears lose to the Browns or something like that. What, what's, what's it going to take to spur that action? But unless Fields looks absolutely miserable in camp in the preseason, I would have to think he's on ready alert, ready to go whenever uh, Dalton falters. Okay, and now before we move on to the NFC North, just sticking with the Bears, their win total for this year is at 7.5, shaded to the under. To make the playoffs, the yes is naturally the underdog at plus 180, the no is minus 225. Look, Eric, the Bears have a tough schedule this season. I mean, they have a three-week stretch that's just brutal heading into their bye week. Is there any chance that you think the Bears can find their way into the playoffs and maybe over seven and a half wins, or is this going to be kind of one of those stepping stone seasons for Justin Fields maybe to look forward to next year? Yeah, I think it's tough. I mean, people are kind of overlooking the Vikings a little bit, in my opinion. I mean, Yes, they had a worse record than the Bears. Yes, the Bears made the postseason. I don't know how much that tells us about this year. I, I think if, if the, the Vikings can figure out their defensive line uh, and find the right starting five up front, they can be pretty functional and, and maybe even a little above average. And if Rodgers were to somehow not show up or, or delay his arrival to the team, you know that obviously benefits both teams. But I think of the two, the Vikings appear a little bit more ready to win now you know, Dalvin Cook, star back. He's going to be at the workhorse. Justin Jefferson, an incredible rookie season. You still have Adam Thielen. You know, Irv Smith's an intriguing young player on offense. I mean, they have, I, w- I would say, enough sort of firepower on offense, and I think enough emerging talent and, and better solutions on defense. So, plus, you know, look, I mean, I understand Mike Zimmer's, you know, sort of run through the gauntlet here and, and staved off uh, – getting fired and things like that. But there's there's a ton of pressure on him, even with getting the extension, what, you know, a year, year and a half ago, whatever it was. So, yeah, I, I think there's going to be a sense of urgency there that, not that there isn't in Chicago, but they might just have a little bit more talent and be a little bit more solid across the board. So I, I kind of tend towards the underside of things a little bit. But we do have a 17-game season, and I keep having to re- recalibrate my uh, my expectations for teams a little bit. Yeah, I'm with you, and I think more people are starting to slowly gravitate that way. Maybe not Bears fans, but from the outside perspective that, hey, you know, we always kind of say it with Minnesota, but this could be the year that they actually take hold of the division considering what's happening in Green Bay, considering the Bears' tough schedule and all the moving parts there. And they're plus 123 to make the playoffs and plus 250 to win the division potentially. So, hey, could be a good look for Minnesota in the NFC North. But, uh, Eric, I do want to talk about the NFC West with you because we have the unfortunate news of Cam Akers with the torn Achilles today. And, look, the Rams are sure to be a top team in the NFL, and they're plus 190 to win the division, as are the 49ers. Then Seattle's plus 275, the Cardinals plus 575. So I guess my first question is, what do the Rams do at the running back position, and who do you think comes out on top of the NFC West? Yeah, I mean, obviously Daryl Henderson is there, you know, former third-round pick, and I believe had a couple more yards than Akers did last year, battled injuries too. So they, they, it does feel like they have to add someone because 
it's not as if Henderson's been super reliable. You know, he had a hamstring in camp and he had an ankle injury later in the season. I mean, he ended the year on IR. You know, both guys carried serious risk prior to the news that, that Akers would be done for the season. And after that, I mean, you know, Raymond Calais, a seventh rounder who's already been cut once. Xavier Jones played zero snaps on offense for the team, undrafted rookie last year. Jake Funk, another injury-prone guy, seventh-round pick out of Maryland. Really talented, but what do you have? You don't really know, I don't think. So I, I feel like whether it's Todd Gurley, Le'Veon Bell, something like that, they're, they're going to add a veteran at some point just to kind of solidify that. And Stafford's had a lot of good receiving backs, whether it's Theo Riddick, Reggie Bush, any of those guys. I mean, you know, he has those outlets, and it's been kind of part of what he's, what he's accustomed to having in Detroit. And I would think, you know, Sean McVay wants to do everything in his power to make Stafford, you know, flourish, not just with the wide receivers and Tyler Higby. So as far as the division, I mean, I think the Rams are in it. I think the Cardinals are a team that you can't dismiss. Seattle is obviously a perennial contender. But I think the 49ers are going to bounce back in a big way. Tough schedule last year, ton of injuries, more injuries than any team in, in football last year, if you count the COVID and the regular stuff. You know, I, I would think that the quarterback position obviously has got to be sorted out first before we can make any, you know, grand proclamations about how good they are. But I just sort of feel like with an easier slate this year, everybody coming back, you know, some more, you know, bold moves this year, obviously with Trey Lance and everything else. I could I could see them having a really strong season. I don't know about Super Bowl, but you know, it wouldn't stun me to see see them uh, jump back in a big way. Yeah, I tend to agree with you. I mean, look, if the 49ers can stay healthy, they are just as good as when they made the Super Bowl virtually. I mean, it all depends on quarterback play, but they do have more of a favorable schedule this season as opposed to last year, as you alluded to. So NFC West is going to be fun, as is the NFC North. A lot to watch unfold with this quarterback play. Eric, we're up against it, unfortunately, but thanks for giving us a little preview into this upcoming season. I'm sure we'll have you on again before to get some more insight, my friend. Looking forward to it, man. See you down the road. At Eric underscore at home on Twitter is where you can follow him and catch his content over at Yahoo Sports covering the National Football League. We're getting closer and closer. Remember, get ready to get those guides at vsun.com slash subscribe, not only for the NFL, but college football as well. All right, well, we, are, we don't have any NFL picks to give out today, but we'll probably go over some tomorrow. But let's go over some of the ones in case you missed it for tonight, a little bit closer in the future. Uh, in terms of baseball, we're taking the Rockies on the first five, minus a half run, minus 137, up against the Mariners. Then basketball tonight, game six of the finals, baby. We got Chris Middleton, over two and a half, three-point field goals, minus 140. Chris Paul, under 35 and a half points, rebounds, and assists at minus 120. Look, I hope it's not the last time we're talking about this finals, but if it is, best of luck with those bets tonight. Thanks, as always, for tuning in to another edition of Rush Hour. From all of us here at VEASAN, take care and win some money. We'll catch up again tomorrow. heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break 
and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. 